This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, July the 27th, and I come to you after a heck of a win last night for the Phillies. I walk it off victory. Andrew McCutcheon, a three-run bomb down two in the ninth. Doesn't get much better than that. Certainly always fun to come to you after a game that all night long felt like the Phillies were going to lose, and then somehow in the end... They pull it out, and a really unexpected win, a necessary win, as we've talked about, such an important time for this Phillies team. Now only three games left prior to the trade deadline, and uh, they're against the Nats, and they need to beat this Nats team because they're better than the Nats. And it was a tough, resilient win last night. It's the type of win you'd like to see from your club. You know, down 4 nothing, they battle back 4-3, they give up another run, and then they walk it off. That is... Good stuff. You know, it's good stuff right there. We'll get into it all. And there was some not good stuff. Spencer Howard, I'm talking to you, sir. Uh, but we'll get into it, and then we'll look at trade deadline. Again, we are super close. Friday is the trade deadline, and Phillies are going to be in, it looks like. I mean, all accounts, and we'll get into it, but um, it really does seem like the Phillies are are going to be buyers. Now, to what level they are a buyer, how much? Are they buying? How much are they willing to part with in buying? How much money are they willing to spend? There's a lot of factors, a lot of question marks that we don't have the answers to yet, but I think we do know, at least from everything we're hearing, and you know, it's not always true, but everything we're hearing, it seems like the Phillies are going to be some form of a buyer over the next few days, so a lot to look ahead to, a lot to talk about. Let's start by going back to last night again. I just... I can't believe they won the game. I can't believe they won it. We'll get to the Spencer Howard part in a few minutes. Um, as, you know, yet again, just this guy. Um, left with a blister in the fourth. But Howard had pitched great through three. This is just as classic as Spencer Howard start as there is. Pitches great through three and then falls apart in the fourth. Ends up going three and two-thirds, giving up four earned runs on six hits. As, uh, again, was just cruising along, looking great, looking good, no problem. Then you get through the lineup again, and it's like, whoopsie. Now I stink all of a sudden. How's that happen again? I stink again. What about it? And then uh, a blister causes him to leave. We'll get Spencer Howard. Let's focus on the positive first, which was the Phillies down 4-0 in the fourth inning, and it feeling like, it feeling like a real bummer. And shout out to the bullpen, by the way, because Howard gives up those runs. Now, Kinsler, you know, involved in that. But then after that, Brogdon, shutout inning. Alvarado, shutout inning. Scary one, but a shutout inning. And then Hector Neris, two shutout after, you know, struggling so much. And then Archie Bradley comes in, gives up a run, and ends up giving a, getting a win out of it. The one reliever who came in and gave up a run, technically, uh, a charge to him, uh, is the one who gets the win. But ultimately, hey, 
Archie Bradley five and one on the season. How's that? Um, but again, it was really the bats that came through late when needed. Down four nothing in the six. Reese Hoskins stepped to the plate. Hoskins cranks one out. His twenty second team leading twenty second home run on the season, up to sixty two RBI for Hoskins. Those are solid run numbers right there, Reese. All right, buddy. Uh, the Nationals add another against Bradley in the ninth. The Phillies had a real chance in the eighth, first and second one out, and really felt like, okay, only down a run here. We just need to squeeze one of them. Daniel Hudson came in and, and got big outs for the Nats. Daniel Hudson, nice pitching for the Nats there. But then we get to the bottom of the ninth, and the Phillies are able to make it happen. They manufacture it, uh, get two runners on, uh, Segura a double, Harper a walk, and then Andrew... McCutcheon steps to the plate and boom! Opposite field shot for Kutch. Um, You could see the excitement and the enthusiasm coming out of him when he did it. You know, it really felt like one of those moments for him. Um, And he talked after the game about how happy he was he could come through and how exciting the moment was and all that and talked about them being a resilient ball club. and, And last night they were. Last night they were. You know, last night... The type of game the Phillies the last few years usually don't win. They won it last night. They had to, but they won it last night. And it was huge. Shout out to McCutcheon. I mean, boy, did they need that hit in that spot. And, you know, it just really felt like after that eighth inning, they get close, they can't convert yet again, not getting hits with runners on base. What else is new? And then the the Nats had that run in the ninth, and it just... It felt like it was slipping away. It did. And again, with, with only now three games left, either way after that game, three games left to the trade deadline, you're sitting there three and a half back instead of four and a half back, which is noticeably better, obviously. A game above 500 rather than a game below. But again, you know, we've said it so much, but but these last few games here, look, if Dave Dombrowski is on the edge, and look, he's probably already made his decision about this ball club, what they are and what they're going to do, and it does seem like their decision is is leaning towards buying um, in, a, in a real way, but but who knows? If Dombrowski's sitting there saying, do I, do I make this move or not? How, how much do I believe in this team? If they rattle off the next two, three before the deadline, then, you know, it only helps. It's only an extra bit of motivation for Dave Dombrowski to believe. And again, wins like last night are big. They get enthusiasm going. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that this team is going to all of a sudden go on a run because we've been there. We know. We did have three straight walk-offs, if we remember that far back, um, and didn't lead to a run. So I'm not going to say there's a run coming, but big spot here. A big spot these next three games against the Nats right before the trade deadline. A lot on the line, really. A lot on the line for this Phillies team. And last night, just a massive, massive needed win. Segura goes two for four, just continues to to be awesome. Uh, Harper, one for two with three walks, two runs scored. Harper just continually getting on base. Harper, Harper's having a good season, <laughs> quietly. Uh, Harper sitting with a OPS at 914, a 396 on base percentage. A 518 slugging. He leads the club in both of those statistics. Harper quietly just continuing to hit. The power hasn't been there as much, but he's getting on base at a super high clip and has been a real valuable offensive player for this team. They need more of that. McCutcheon goes two for four with the three run bomb. Hoskins one for three with the three run bomb. Didi two for four has been really struggling. Didi's 
217 average, 269 OBP, not cutting it at the moment. But everyone contributed. 11 hits, 6 runs, just enough. Again, really only get their runs on the homers, uh, two, three-run homers. But hey, whatever it takes, am I right or am I right? You know what I'm saying? So uh, what a win. Really, a, just a massive, massive needed win last night for the Phils. Um, really, I, I, you know, you can't emphasize enough just how important that win was. It was uh, one of the most important wins of the season for this team. You know, again, and, and look, more of those will come. But right now, at this point, one of the most important wins of the season. Especially looking ahead. And if you're day, let, let's get into the trade deadline stuff. Because, again, we are just days away, and there's a lot to get into. Jim Salisbury, a piece about the desperate need for starting pitching. We'll get to that in a sec. But the, the factors that influenced Dombrowski right now. Why would you be more willing to go in? Why wouldn't you? Now, obviously, I think the inconsistency of the team, the lack of a real true um, high-end ceiling, World Series winning ceiling for this team, I think is the reason if you're Dave Dombrowski, you step back and say, yeah, you know, seems probably not good enough for me to really go all in on. But there are other factors that would make it more likely, and again, all in, I, I don't think, you know, they're not going all in, all in. At least they should not be. But... um And he said that. Look, he said we're not looking for rental players. We're not looking to, you know, really, um, and we'll get to Dombrowski, but um, I think if you're looking for reasons why Dombrowski should be invested in this club and willing to help it along, um, Ryan Spader uh, puts out a a good tweet last night just just summing up where the schedules are at right now. As the Phillies are 50 and 49, their 63 games remaining will come against opponents who currently have a winning percentage of four. 59 that ranks dead last in Major League Baseball. The Mets, who are three and a half games above the Phillies, are currently uh, opponents are currently sporting a 509 winning percentage the rest of the way. 50 points higher than the Phillies win percentage opponents. I mean, that's that's a pretty big difference. You know, it's a pretty meaningful thing. Um, Mets playing above 500 teams, the Phillies playing well below. That's, that's pretty big. You know, that is notable. It's important. We've talked a lot about the schedule, but when you see it in stark, plain terms like that, it makes you feel good. And if you're Dave Dombrowski, I think that should make you feel good about their chances comparatively. Plus, and and I know this has been talked about a fair amount, but it, I do think it rings true, especially with what Middleton said in the past, what Andy McPhail said in the past about the wild card game and you know, really pushing your chips in for a one-game playoff isn't something this organization believes in. You have a chance to win the division. You know, you're you're playing for the NL East now, not for a wild card. So you're going to get a five-game playoff series if you can win that division. I do think that is something where that is a difference maker for this Phillies team. If they were three and a half back of the wild card, but they were in another division, you know, let's say that you swap the, the Padres and the Phillies. And then the Padres are out in front of the division in the NL East, and the Phillies are way back. And the the Mets are the wild card team that they're trying to chase. I don't know if the Phillies are as, as interested in being all in or being in on this team because then you're only getting that wild card if you get it. But I think the fact that they have a chance to win the division really changes the landscape for this Phillies front office for their management group. And um, I think it's a factor as to why I think they're going to add at least to a certain point over the next few days. Okay. Um, now the question is, you know, look, first of all, obviously the main question is how all in are they going? And that's something we can't answer, but I 
if I had to guess, I would guess they're not giving up any real deal superstar type. I mean, I guess Mick Abel's the only real deal prospect, but um, I doubt they're going to go high-end prospects. I doubt they're going to make a big splash. If I had to bet, I don't think they... I think the biggest name they're probably really in on is Kimbrell. I don't know what Kimbrell's going to cost, but it does seem like they're interested in him. Dabrowski knows him, brought him to Boston in the past. Like he's, there's a, a, a history there. Uh, my worry with Kimbrell is that there's going to be a massive market for him, I would think, and he's signed for another year. And it's going to be a uh, an interesting one there, what he gets. But I, I don't think they're going to be you know making the biggest trades, giving up top-tier prospects, but they could be. But you look at the needs that this team has. That's the biggest question outside of how big, how all-in will they go. It's what are they targeting? And it's three clear gaping holes on this team. Starting pitching, reliever, center field. Right? Those are the spots. We've talked about them all season. And it's funny because if you really think about it, if we ask this question, you know, what, what, what of those positions is most important for the Phillies, you would get a different answer at different points in the season. If you had asked this question in April, at the end of April, you would have said they need a new center fielder more than they need anything. It's not even a question. Remember that streak? There was, what, like 25 days or something without a hit from a center fielder? Remember we kept going, well, last time, Phillies center fielder got a hit was April 3rd or whatever it was. Like, Remember that? It was the worst position in baseball by far for a while. So then we would have said center field. Now, you know, we've gotten a little more stability. Who'd have thunk, you know, get Jankowski back right away. I still think that's a hole there, but because, um, you know, I'm not a Odubel fan as a player, obviously, person, player, all around. Um, but if you go uh, fast forward a couple months, you know, a, a month ago, we're sitting here saying, reliever, they need a reliever. This is the worst bullpen I've seen since last year's Phillies bullpen, but it's still really bad. And now, I think it's pretty evident, if you ask most Phillies fans at least, I would believe, starting pitcher, clearly the biggest need on this team is time to question, right? I mean, it just is, especially Zach Eflin not going to be ready to be back when his 10 days on the aisle are up, still working through that patella issue, so not ideal. You know, you're not getting Eflin back, and Eflin, you know, not necessarily um, a lock to stay on the field when he gets back either, so I think you're really looking at a spot where, at least in my mind, I don't think there's any question that starting pitching has to be the biggest target for the Phillies. They need a reliever, too. Center field, you'd like to see them get. But they can get by with this platoon of Jankowski and Williams and fitting guys out and Odubel every once in a while, like whatever. Um, pitching is really the key because they have enough offensively. If they get good defense in center field, I think you can get by. You know what I mean? But they need pitching, and particularly starting pitching. And that's James uh, Jim Salisbury. James. James, me and Jim. Uh, Jim Salisbury with a great piece uh, last night, this morning, on NBC Sports Philly, um, saying exactly that. And in the piece, it starts uh, with a very um, clear, obvious message. Dave Dombrowski is trying to land some pitching before Friday's trade deadline. He better hurry. <laughs> That's what Salisbury says. Uh, he goes through, uh, he says the Phillies need quality pitching. Phillies need for quality pitching. Uh, grew even more dire Monday night's dramatic victory. Uh, with one starting pitcher on the injured list, Matt Moore consistently inconsistent. Another sporting event, sporting ten ERA in his last four starts. Uh, the Phillies have lost another, may have lost another very opportune time. Spencer Howard with a blister. Here's a perfect spot. We'll get back to this article to mention that, that. I mean, just enough with Spencer Howard. Enough, enough. It's what it is. Just done with this guy. Trade him as far if you can. If there's teams that look at Spencer Howard as the top 100 prospect he was prior to this season, 
do it now. Immediately. I would trade that guy in a second. I think he's a reliever. I think that's what we're learning. I mean, every every time. And maybe he's an opener. I don't know. But every time. I mean, you, you, you can't go five, bro. You're a starting freaking pitcher. And it's always something. And I know he has a blister. And another time it's running the bases. Another time he's out of breath. He's winded. Like, I just... You know, at a certain point, guys have or don't. Like, can you imagine, like, the the greats, you know, doing this? The the, the workhorses, Nolan Ryan, you know, those type of guys from that era. Can you imagine what they would say about Spencer Howard? And I know it's a different era of baseball. It's not apples to apples. It's just different. And I get that. I'm, I'm with it. But, man, this guy's even... Weak for this era of baseball. I mean, geez, can you pitch five innings? You're a starting pitcher. I just, if I had to bet right now, I would bet Spencer Howard is never a quality starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. That would be my guess. That would be my, where I place my money down if I were a betting man on it. And I think he could be a really nice reliever. And I think there's value in that. But I mean, if I could trade him, I would. In a second. Um, I mean, when running the bases is a... Uh, is an issue for you as a pitcher. It's uh, hard to get back from that as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's just, uh, what a disappointment. What a disappointment. But back to the article, Salisbury uh, goes on um, talking about the Phillies uh, need to make hay in this series uh, before the deadline, but they'll need better starting pitching to do it, he says. He says the bullpen was quite good on Monday night. Um, Howard has endurance issues and they're reflecting his early exits and dropping fastball velocity, blah, blah, blah. We know that. Um, so Howard's turn rotation would come up on Saturday if he's healthy, Joe Girardi says. The blister has previously troubled Howard. Of course it has. The guy just can't get through stuff. Um, now here's the interesting, most interesting part of the article. Salisbury says, of course there's always the chance that Howard could be gone by Saturday. There have been indications, this is from Salisbury, there have been indications that the Phillies would be willing to use him in a trade, possibly for relief help. The Phillies have targeted Chicago Cubs closer Craig Kimbrell and his targeted bullpen mate Andrew Chafin. Now, Andrew Chafin was dealt to Oakland uh, late last night this morning, so that, that part's gone. But then he says the price is high on Kimbrell, and there are several teams in addition to the Phillies pursuing him. Obviously, we'd figure that. says the Phillies' payout could start with Howard. He said, but then again, maybe the current pitching situation means that Phillies could hang on to him. He's Dan Girardi said, I think everyone could use more starters, and that is true. Um, but I do think some interesting stuff in that article, first and foremost, just, the, you know, we haven't talked about it, but the idea that Spencer could be on his way out during this trade deadline. Again, in, <laughs> in if you can find value for him. Again, like, if this little blip thinks that some other team can get him for nothing, obviously I'm not doing that. But if I'm getting some value for him, sure. I trade Spencer Howard. I mean, I do not believe in him long term anymore. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. Just I'm I'm not there. I'm out on Spencer Howard as a long term major league pitcher. I'm in on Spencer Howard as a potential valuable reliever. For what that's worth, I think he'd be a valuable, very valuable reliever, major legit. So you know, you do wonder if you trade him for a Craig Kimball, say it helps you now. But what if you give up future Craig Kimball? You know, I could see him being that. I don't know if he has the mentality to pick a pitcher the night, to be honest, but. Um, we don't know that he does or doesn't. But regardless, I, I do think it's interesting that that name was just thrown into the mix, as they say. And um, to the starting pitching point, look, we had John Heyman on the midday show yesterday. And he was, first and foremost, very, very insistent that the Phillies would be buyers. He 
you know, without question. Like he, he almost scoffed at the idea that they wouldn't be. Um, so for what it's worth, Heyman's been pretty plugged in with all this, has said they are definitely in on Kimbrell, um, and has said that they definitely want pitching. And he has also said, though, that the starting pitching market is tough right now. That there are not as many guys as there is demand. You also say on the flip side that the the market for hitters is so small comparatively because of how badly teams want pitching. And said that the only guys who are getting real interest are the guys who could do many things, like Chris Bryant, Whit Merrifield type of guys who could play multiple positions and do different things for teams. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this trade deadline plays out and, and, and kind of what the Phillies' role in it is. As again, we talked yesterday about um, some of the things Dombrowski said, and uh, Dombrowski has made it clear. He said, you know, the one thing I can safely say, because people have asked me, we're not in a position where we're looking to move players. That is not where we are. We're looking to add players to our club. He says, we'll be aggressive. And he's focused beyond this year, too. This is the quote that really... I think it's most important from Dabrowski a couple days ago. He says, The way I would describe it is that for a two-month rental player, I would not anticipate that we would give up premium prospects. I don't think we're there. We want to try and win our division if we can. We're within reach. But I still think you have to keep it in perspective. Yes! Thank you, Dave. That's exactly what I want to hear. He gets it. It seems that he has a feel for this club, so he's going to try and add without mortgaging the future in any way. Let's go. Go over the luxury tax. That's where we're at. We've said it a million times. Sign Cole Hamels. We go back to the Dombrowski quote from yesterday. I think we can safely say that this quote does not um, not hold water anymore. Uh, he said on Hamels, if you sign him, you're basically telling him you're giving him a rotation spot. I don't know right now if we're in that spot that I can 100% say that. In five, six days, will I be able to say that perhaps? Well, guess what, Dave? You can say it. I mean, again, right now, and again, we get Zach Evan back, but right now with Zach Evan hurt, there are two starting pitchers on this team. Two. Otherwise, we're talking about Matt Moore, Vince Velasquez, and Spencer Howard. They all stink. Flat out. Flat out. Done. End of discussion. Like, the Phillies almost have to add another starter. You could make the argument that with the Eflin situation, the Phillies need two. I mean, they need two anyway to get, if you, I mean, ideally, right, if we're talking about best case scenario for the Phillies the rest of the season, get Moore and Velasquez both out of the rotation. Right? I mean, that's ideal. Get Howard out. Get them all out. <laughs> but seriously, the Phillies have to add a starting pitcher. I think that it should be the number one priority target for this team heading into the deadline. I want a reliever. I want some bullpen help. I would love a center fielder, especially because in a macro sense, I'm much more of a of a add uh, a hitter than a pitcher guy in the sense of a hitter plays every single day, especially a reliever. Like, I would still go center fielder over closer. I'm sure 99% of people wouldn't. But I just think you have so much more of an impact with a center fielder on the everyday baseball um, than a closer does. But when you get to October, that's different, too. Then the closer really does play a big role, too. So um, I, both are important. Either way, I think it's pretty evident, pretty clear, pretty obvious that this this team's biggest need is, uh, is starting pitching. And uh, they need to go get some pitching, flat out. It's not that complicated. This is not that hard. Uh, Dombrowski has to, or else they're not going to compete. Because, again, like you look at this this series, again, the rest of the series, which we just talked about, most important series of the season, you got Wheeler going on Wednesday, thank goodness, but but those games are sandwiched with Matt Moore and Vince Velasquez. You know, you got your biggest series of the season, three games left of it, and two of those games, Matt Moore and Vince Velasquez are starting. And that's not close to good enough. And then think about... 
if you actually do find a way to pull out this division, if there's a game four in the playoffs and you can't have Wheeler on short west or Nola on short rest, we're starting more Velasquez? Is that what's going to happen in that spot? I mean, that just is is an impossibility as far as I'm concerned. So it's time. Phillies, Dave, go out and get some pitching. They need it. I think they're close enough where as long as you keep that perspective, like you said, not sacrificing things for this season, but still adding to this team for this season, add some money, John Middleton. Let's go. I'm all in for that. All right, big one tonight again. This whole series big. And yay, Matt Moore. Matt Moore versus Eric Fetty tonight. Um, Fetty's been better more this year, but again, he's hittable. We've seen him be hit in the past, we know, but he's been better this year. Um, but hey, you know, the Phillies are, are now 7-2 and two in Matt Moore starts. They need to make it 8-2. and two. It's a big one tonight coming off the... Uh, we've seen this team, team so many times have a big, exciting night and then come back and, and crap bed the next day. So need to see a nice little... Uh, bounce back from a from a win for once, and and after the win last night, the the walk off come back and and still bring it tonight. That is crucial. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies today, right here on the Phillies twenty four seven network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.